Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. It is Wednesday, March 1st. It is five minutes after 10, and you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So let's talk about those shipments, shall we? Shipments of toxic waste from East Palestine, Ohio, because that train derailment, you know, it was 38 cars that derailed and it was February 3rd when it happened and uh, 11 of the cars were carrying hazardous material. And over the weekend, uh, officials said that the air quality in the town is back to normal, although a lot of the residents don't quite believe that, a lot of them in fear. Now the EPA says that they have found enough certified facilities to take all of the waste from what happened in Ohio and where they're bringing it. Oh, here to Indiana. Thank you very much. Okay, Casey, hearing what you heard last hour mm-hmm. from Rudy Guerrero, who, mm-hmm. by the way, if you missed the segment, I'm sure Kev's got hour one of the podcast up or it'll be up shortly. Uh, a phenomenal interview mm-hmm. about what is actually potentially coming to Rochdale, Putnam County here in Indiana, why the residents are upset about it. And there is a meeting tonight in Russellville, the Russellville Community Center, 7 p.m. Uh, if you would like to go to that and 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 speak. Um, knowing what you heard last hour, mm-hmm. and let's just say 20% of what he said, it comes to fruition. Yeah. Would you be comfortable living in an area that houses that stuff or certainly the area where that train crash happened? 100% no. And not just living in that area, but he had mentioned it will affect all of Central Sure, India. it could, right? I mean, I live in Hendricks County, mm-hmm. which while that's not like on the Putnam County line per se, it's not 900 miles from the location. I mean, I, I, I admit... I've done a, a switcheroo on this over the past day because people were concerned. I said, well, look, this is what this this place does, right? right. Mm-hmm. So are we just upset because we know about this and they handle these sort of things all the time that we just don't know about? But now I'm starting to think, I mean, it's got to go somewhere, right? And this is always the argument about nuclear waste. Where does the nuclear waste go? Mm-hmm. Well, everybody wants nuclear power, but nobody wants to deal with nuclear waste. Put it in their backyard. Mm-hmm. And it is part of a bigger, broader conversation about what do we do with all of this stuff? Yeah. And how how does this company you know they're going to skate, right? It all this is what always happens, right? There's some minor by their standards, minor financial inconvenience. And then they just go about their they, they go about their business. Now, which company are you talking, talking about? about? The train company. Oh, Norfolk Southern. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, it, do you ever hear where? Oh my gosh! I mean, let's do oil spills as an example, right? Mm-hmm. How many times have we seen these just colossally large oil spills? And yeah, okay, the fine is whatever, a billion dollars or whatever. But for these large mega corporations, it's mm-hmm. a you know slap on the wrist, and they're back to doing businesses as usual. Mm-hmm. I mean, it like. It's not cute. I mean, it's 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 not um, it's not enough to deter them long term to fix a solution to where it never happens again because clearly it, these sort of things just keep happening. Yeah. Well, and Rudy had mentioned that they are they are dioxins, and the only way to get rid of them is through a controlled contained burn. And I don't know if that's what they've got going on in mm-hmm. Rochdale, a place to do a controlled contained burn. Seems to me it's more like a landfill. Uh, 
and I think that's part of concern, right? But but again, I come back to people are clearly living there, mm-hmm. have been living there. I don't mm-hmm. think Rochdale is an empty community or the greater Rochdale area. Never thought I'd use that phrase on this show, but the greater Rochdale area is not, you know, an empty community. So people aren't dropping dead. So, but this is part of the thing, right? Okay, we're going to bring all this stuff to your community. Nothing to worry about. Mm-hmm. Wait a second. Right. This is the same government that for three years told us COVID wasn't created in a lab, and now they're saying it's created in a lab. Yeah. And these are the same people that said the vaccine would prevent prevent you from getting COVID. Transmission. I mean, how many times the government lied to you? So you can't trust your government. You obviously can't trust the company in question because mm-hmm. they've got something to gain out of it. You can't really trust the company that's going to be housing the stuff because there's probably a good chance their people don't live here and this is how they earn their living. Mm-hmm. So who do you look to for the actual information? I'm not saying anybody's actually being dishonest, but everybody in this has some reason not to potentially give you all the information. Now, yesterday when we were talking about this, you had kind of mentioned, and I did too, this is what they do. Yeah. They're the experts in it. it it's better that they take care of it, right? But now, after having that conversation with Rudy, I don't know. I'm kind of, and Governor Holcomb said that he's objecting to it coming here. He's objecting. He is objecting. He's objecting. He said after learning third hand that Uh the materials were going to be transported here, he directed his environmental director to reach out to the agency. Reach out to the agency, but then what? Yeah, and and we talked about this yesterday at the end of the show. I have so many questions about this because, Casey, isn't Holcomb on some sort of best buddies committee with Biden? Mm-hmm. Isn't he? There's something that he does. Council where he, of Governors. Pointed by Biden. Yes, yeah, something. Wh- that's no way to treat your good friend. Why was Holcomb, who was very good friends with Biden, mm-hmm. not informed about this? He was good enough friends that he was appointed to this very high level commission that he sent all the press releases out bragging about. Mm-hmm. And my other question is to Holcomb and the Republicans. When it was the churches, the barbershops, the salons, the gyms, we had no problem uh, by threat of force just refusing to allow people to do stuff. So why doesn't he just be asked? Or remember when the people were outside of his house peacefully protesting, he was calling them a Petri dish. Why doesn't he start name calling the Biden administration the same way he was calling the law abiding citizens that just wanted their business open? Why doesn't he take the same tough guy approach that he did with the, you know, little barbershop and salon owners? Why isn't he being as tough with the federal government Mm -hmm. and mean spirited and Mm -hmm. name calling as he was to Hoosiers? To Hoosiers. Yes, that is the my over overarching question on this. He said, I want to know exactly what precautions will be taken in the transport and disposition of the materials. And don't we all? Yeah. We want to know. And as governor, isn't it his job to make sure that his his constituents, his people are safe? Yeah. I mean, he's got the... Exe- so get on it. We have proven once before he has the power by executive order mm-hmm. to do whatever he wants to do. And we all know the Republicans are not going to stop him in this state based on the fact that three years later he can still do the same things he did for the most part, almost all of them. Uh, So So wield that power now. Why doesn't he issue an executive order that says this stuff cannot come here and we are not allowing you to accept it Mm -hmm. and see what happens? Yeah. Well, Pete Buttigieg says that, uh, you know, the president still hands him into Ohio. And Pete Buttigieg says that mm, he shouldn't go because it would be disruptive. Now that you have been to East Palestine and you've seen the devastation firsthand, 
It's his decision ultimately, but I have to ask you, do you think that the president, President Biden, should visit and speak with families there? Well, what I know is he's been very concerned uh, throughout this process about uh, what the people of East Palestine are going through. Uh, I think also a, a visit to that level can uh, uh, can sometimes uh, have a, a lot of disruptive effects, so it would need to be thought of carefully. But I'm certainly glad that I went. You know what? I never thought I would say it, but here it is. This is the day that I'm agreeing with Pete Buttigieg. Oh. He's not wrong. Whatever Biden touches is disrupted. And follow-up question on this, Casey. Mm -hmm. Now, you and I are old enough to remember Hurricane Katrina mm -hmm. and remember when George W. Bush mm -hmm. flew over Hurricane Katrina. Yeah. He went to the site. He did not go down parachuting into the flood zone, but he did go to survey the damage. He was ripped to shreds mm -hmm. for that. Mm -hmm. So why was it bad that Bush actually went and could not probably physically get down there and get involved but that was terrible but biden not even going mm -hmm. i mean he's not even doing a flyover he's concerned why he's, is that not a very concerned i mean why is one different than than the other oh little letter behind oh, your name that's right yeah uh hey real quick before we go to a break mm -hmm. ted cruz of course now we know uh, the fbi has basically admitted the department of energy has admitted mm -hmm. everybody but biden has now admitted that COVID <laughs> came out of a lab even though it's his government saying it came out of a lab mm -hmm. and uh ted cruz i can't remember who this was that he was on with yesterday doesn't matter anyway he went off on fauci and it was just awesome and we all need a little more of people going off on fauci in our lives take a listen well, Dr. Fauci's behavior on this has been abominable. I think he has done more damage than any bureaucrat in the history of the United States. He has championed policies that have hurt millions of Americans, hurt millions of school kids in particular. And he has also done more to damage the credibility of, of the United States government when it comes to medical and scientific advice, because Dr. Fauci allowed his advice to be politicized. We know Dr. Fauci in writing asked Mark Zuckerberg at Facebook to suppress references to the origin of COVID being from a Chinese government lab. And, and he did so, I think, in part because there's a very real possibility that Fauci himself bears culpability. I believe Dr. Fauci has lied to Congress, which is a felony, when he has stated that the federal government did not fund, fund gain-of-function research in, in the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Since then, the National Institutes for Health, in writing, has contradicted that. And, and if the Biden Justice yeah. Department were enforcing the law, they ought to be investigating Dr. Fauci for lying to Congress, which is a federal crime. To date, the Biden DOJ has been too political to hold Dr. Fauci accountable. Okay, so that was with uh, Brett Baer on Fox News. And I don't know if you yeah, saw... Fo yeah, Fox Business, yeah. Yeah, and of, of course Fauci wants the lab theory to go away because he wants to avoid scrutiny of his own rule own, own role of, uh, you know, gain of function sure. that he was a part of. Yeah. And he, he's culpable in that. And I don't know if you saw the interview back in September of 2020 on Fox. Um, they interviewed this doctor who said that the Chinese government intentionally manufactured and released the virus. And Tucker Carlson had the same doctor on recently and asked again if she believed still three years later that it was intentionally released and she said of course 
it was not an accident. All right. When we come back, obviously yesterday, a big day at the Supreme Court, mm-hmm. argument over the Biden student loan debt cancellation. Former Attorney General Matthew Whitaker weighed on this, and he talked about why he thinks the Supreme Court will rule the way they're going to rule. All right. It's Kendall and Casey. It's 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. <laughs> 20 minutes after 10 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC and trending this hour, Lori Lightfoot. She loses re-election. Now, Vallis and Johnson will uh, have a, a runoff. And uh, Vallis said we will have a safe Chicago. We will make Chicago the safest city in America. First mayor to lose re-election since 1983. Not only did she lose re-election, she's going to lose the Chicago Bears. Quite the uh, mm-hmm. uh, resume there for Lori Lightfoot. Yeah, good riddance. Also trending this hour, Kentucky Fried Chicken. They're announcing that a menu item is returning. It's called the Double Down. Don't know if you've heard about this. It's been gone for a decade, oh. but now it's coming back. And it is two KFC extra crispy white meat fillets served without any bun. So the chicken is the bun. Oh. Okay? Uh-huh. And also trending this hour, Jamie Raskin. Okay, so this guy, this is the uh, guy from Maryland. Uh-huh. And this just gives you an example of what your politicians like to spend their time on. Yes. He gave Lauren Boebert a dressing down oh. on semantics. To make a, just a brief semantic point because the gentlelady was making a, gram, a grammatical error that I heard some of her colleagues make before. Um, I believe she referred to a Democrat solution. I heard another member talk about a Democrat member and a Democrat plan. I just wanted to educate our distinguished colleagues that Democrat is the noun. When you use it as an adjective, you say the Democratic member or the Democratic solution, or the Democratic plan. There you go. Are we clear? It's hard to believe food is so expensive, Casey. (laughs) That's who's running the country. Make sure you use the right words, okay? It's 22 minutes after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And uh, we're going to talk about more of what happened at the Supreme Court. The justices were taking a look at Biden's plan to forgive up to $20,000 in federal student loans for some borrowers. Wants to wipe away nearly half a trillion dollars in debt. Yeah, so basically the argument here... Oral arguments at the Supreme Court are always interesting because it usually gives you a pretty good idea of where the judges are going to rule based on their line of questioning. Mm -hmm. Not always, but normally. And yesterday, from at least four of the justices, it appeared that they are very inclined to say, as any... I don't understand how you could possibly come to a, a different decision, that the Congress controls the money, 
The loan was clearly a loan with the intention, because it has a fiscal impact, that it will be paid back. Mm -hmm. And only Congress, because they approved the loan to begin with, and it has a fiscal impact of whatever it is, $1.6 or something like that. I mean, it's a gargantuan mm -hmm. amount of money. Only they could choose to forgive the loan. It was not a grant. And if you say then that, that the president can, with the stroke of a pen, wipe out $1.6 trillion in economic decisions by the U.S. Congress, then why would there ever need be a need for the U.S. Congress going forward? Okay, so Justice Amy Coney Barrett sounded like she could be the potential swing vote, which was shocking to a lot of people. And you mentioned it was $1.6 trillion that was owed. Okay, so more than 40 million borrowers are eligible. 26 million people have applied so far. 16 million have already been approved. So what happens in the Supreme Court if this doesn't happen to the people that have already been approved? Well, it's like um, my wife is one of those people. And by okay. the way, and I said the same thing during um, COVID. You are not a, if the government is going to hand you money and mm -hmm. you don't take it, you're a moron. Mm -hmm. If if you, if the government is going to hand you money and you don't take it, there's nothing wrong with the people who legally. Now we're not talking about the people with the Rolexes and the Mercedes and all the other waste fraud and abuse. If you are a person who applied for this, you're not a bad person because if the government is going to hand you money, it's going to cost you money eventually anyway. You might as well take the money now. Just because something's been approved, it hasn't been dispersed. It will all just go away, and they'll say that's illegal, and nobody will be able to benefit from it. But you know. Uh, we get this all the time. My favorite thing was always the people who would go, because MS was our former employer, and they took money during COVID. Well, you guys rail on the government uh, giving out money during COVID, and your employer took money. Yeah, and those people would have been idiots who run, ran this place if they didn't take the money. The same way as if your business was going to be handed money or you were going to be handed money personally and you're legally doing it, mm -hmm. you're legally filing the paperwork, you're uh, holding up your end of the bargain, you're being honest, whatever, then that would be stupid not to do it. Yeah. Same thing here. Student loan, the people who applied for it, conservatives should apply for it. If the government is going to hand you $10,000 because you're going to pay for it for inflation eventually, I'm going to pay for it and not get any benefit, you should absolutely have applied for this. Now, Matthew Whitaker, who was the former um, acting attorney general under Trump, says he thinks the Supreme Court will likely rule against Biden. Here's why. Take a listen. Is obviously writing the opinion uh, follows the oral arguments. Uh, it's good to be with you both today, uh, Allison and Rob. I think this case is really going to expand this idea of the major questions doctrine that the Supreme Court has been uh, evolving over uh, the most recent terms. Uh, you know, Gorsuch was the first one to introduce that concept, and we saw it sort of flourish in the uh, EPA versus West Virginia and North Dakota cases. Uh, in this case, obviously, uh, the White House has has grab some language from post 9-11 um, uh, legislation that, that suggests that they can forgive uh, student loan debt. I think the Supreme Court is going to probably pair that power back. Obviously, uh, if the White House can unilaterally act without Congress's explicit approval, I think that is opens a, a whole a host of uh, issues uh, that this White House and its activist um, president, you know, could could want to uh, implement some real liberal um, 
ideas. Mm -hmm. Something that Chief Justice John Roberts pointed out during the arguments, he said it's going to affect so many people and cost so much money. Shouldn't it come from Congress? Well, right, because they- They control the money. It was a loan. It was not Mm -hmm. a grant. It's very clear about that. That's not in dispute. So it basically comes down to if the Supreme Court says Biden can do this, then there is no limit to executive power. And based on the fact that the the major question doctrine is what it's called, where and when there are these major questions, should the lawmakers have a say over the major major item in question? This will match up with what I think they said about the vaccine mandate, which is absolutely you can't rule this by uh, by fiat. And uh, voicemails are coming up next. It's Kennelly Casey on 93 WIBC. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering machine. It is 1032. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. It is time for your phone calls at 317-684-8444. Before we begin the voicemails, my dad, who is Mr. Research, Mm -hmm. let me know that that uh, plant where they're going to dump all that toxic waste Mm -hmm. in Rochdale, it's 28 miles from Brownsburg. Oh. So I think the reason Holcomb was much tougher on the churches at Easter during COVID and the salons and the barber shops and the gyms than he's being when they're going to dump toxic waste in his state um, is because he wants to get rid of me. <laughs> I think this is his plan. This is, We've gotten this, to the bottom of it. Wow. That was quite quite the stretch. Uh, really? <laughs> Do you think it's a stretch? Oh, that's you. a shame. Rob got the toxins. <laughs> well, them's the breaks. <laughs> he went through a lot of hoops to make that happen. Uh, well, I got news for you there, Lockdown McGee. If you think a couple of toxins are going to take me out, you're going to have to work harder than that. Did you okay. say 28 miles? 28 miles. Well, that's w- practically next door. I mean, that's real close, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> How do you feel about it? Well, I would I would, uh, I would, would call my Senator John Crane and ask him to do something. Mm-hmm. But remember, his staff, his former staffer now, told me speci- that Crane specifically told them, do not respond to Rob Kendall under any circumstances mm-hmm. because I said his voting record on the radio and that made him mad. And then my rep is Jeff Thompson. And we all know uh, the intellectual capacity inside his head. You mean the guy who controls the money yeah, for the state of Indiana? And he thought giving me two... 200 of the 1500 I was owed was a brilliant idea. So I'm basically screwed, but I'm not letting these toxins take me out. Good for you. Stand tall. All right, on to voicemails. Yes. Uh, yesterday, we talked about somehow we got on Trump and DeSantis. I can't remember what the mm-hmm. deal was. Somehow we talked about, uh, oh, there was a poll. There was a poll out that showed uh, Trump ahead of DeSantis. Yeah, he's got a 15% uh, lead over DeSantis. Yes, and then we talked about how that will narrow once DeSantis declares and what it looks like and um, how... I think once they're, everybody's in the game and everybody's cards on the table, this thing is going to tighten dramatically. And it'll ultimately come down to where the also-rans, because everyone else mm-hmm. is going to be an also-ran. Nikki mm-hmm. Haley, Mike Pence, Mike Pence, Tim Scott, if he gets in, whatever. Greg where Abbott. those people go? Yep. Do, do the those people want to do Trump again in terms of the being the nominee in the face of the party? Or do they want to go to a fresher, new mm-hmm. look mm-hmm. and style of campaigning? This guy calls the show they're about to play. He calls a lot. And uh, sometimes he just annoys me, but this I thought was an interesting uh, perspective, so I'll allow it. Hey, Rob Casey. Rob, first of all, congratulations to you and your wife. And um, I really appreciate the other day when you shared your faith on the air, man. That was brave. Very brave. Thank you for doing that. Um, but, you know, I'm a big Trumper, man, and you're going on and on about Ron DeSantis. You know, I, you know, I, I hate to say it, man, for all of your insight and, and you know, as, as such a good, you know, 
visionary as you are, you're, you're way off the mark, and you know you're way off the mark because you're intentionally doing it. The reason Trump, you know, DeSantis wrote in his book about all the stuff, oh, you'll keep your promise. Trump did all of that, man. What they did in Florida has got rid of all the fraud, all the mail-in balloting, the harvesting, and all of the ways that the Democrats are cheating all across this country. And that's the only way Ron DeSantis or uh, Donald Trump or Nikki Haley or any Republican is going to win. And the second thing is Trump's a po- or DeSantis is a politician. He's a po- political person. He's been groomed and raised to be a politician so he can go out in the playing field and go into the coffee houses. You know, yeah, he can do that. Trump can't do that. There's going to be 30,000 people there. You're minimizing the impact. Uh, maybe Ron DeSantis gets 20,000. I don't know. There's a lot of people that like, like him and say, hey, Trump needs to move out of the way. Hmm. Uh, and he went on for a long time. Uh, so I'm, I, know, I know what I'm doing, and I'm doing it deliberately. I don't know what I'm doing deliberately, telling you that I, I just think it's time the party maybe move in a different direction mm-hmm. based mm-hmm. on the back-to-back election results that did not meet the expectations that I think we would have as uh, conservative voters. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, I mean, how many times do you have to lose before you say, this guy clearly isn't lifting the rest of the ticket. Now, will DeSantis lift the rest of the ticket? I don't know. What I do know, though, is Trump lost in 2020. I mean, at least, I mean, nobody's overturned the election. Supreme Court hasn't said, here was the voter fraud. Let's vote over again. As they tabulate and tally the votes, Joe Biden is in the White House. Now, mm-hmm. I think we've been very clear and adamant that the between the mass mail and unaccountable voting and the creative jelly bean counting that I think some serious shenanigans went on, but that was Trump's not in the White House. Mm-hmm. And in this last election cycle, the midterms, I mean, unless you're going to say that in every state, Nevada, uh, Michigan, uh, all the all the all the Pennsylvania I mean all these places got together and mm-hmm. conspired together mm-hmm. then I mean how do you explain Nevada a Republican won the governor's race in the Nevada election so I mean what was there just mail-in voter fraud on the Senate I mean in see what Florida? I'm saying I mean there's there's certain places where you say yes absolutely Pennsylvania mass mail-in unaccountable voting mm-hmm. is a serious issue and Republicans are really going to struggle to ever win there again because that's legal until they get as good at it as the Democrats are I'm curious if that caller is still a Trump guy based on redemption or is it based on leadership? Because leadership is about shaping public opinion, not merely reacting to it. I mean, you may have somebody who's a, a quote unquote good coach, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like here's a here's a in a sports example. Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl with the Philadelphia Eagles a couple of years ago. Within two years, I think he was out as the Eagles coach. Mm-hmm. He went somewhere else. He is the coach of the Jaguars, and in one year took them from the team with the worst record and the number one pick to making the playoffs. He's a good coach. It wasn't working, though, in Philadelphia, and the Philadelphia franchise recognized that and said, you you know, you don't got to go home, but you can't stay here. Mm-hmm. And they got rid of him, and they brought this guy in who was, the, who was the coach for the Colts who took him to the Super Bowl. Doesn't mean the guy is a bad coach. It means it's not wasn't working. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in the case of Trump, it's not working. And by the way, Trump totally folded on COVID. I don't know why people say he did everything. He probably he printed five trillion dollars mm-hmm. and approved of all the bribery and the shutdowns and the lockdowns. You know who didn't go along with that? DeSantis. Yeah. Like I, it, it doesn't mean 
you loathe Trump or you're never Trumper or blah, blah, blah to say it's not working and we got to try something else. And DeSantis has a pretty good track record of reliable conservatism and liberty and freedom. Well, you know, in that caller mentioned, oh, mail-in ballots and everything that they changed in Florida, which is why DeSantis won by 1.5 million votes. But that's it. That's leading. Yes. It's something the Republican Party has not been doing while the Democrat Party has been doing it. And if DeSantis has the foresight to see, hey, you know what? We got to change the game. We got to play the game they're playing. Well, that's a leader. That's someone who's being proactive. Casey, I speak from this from experience. And I can say this because I'm a broadcaster. My job is to entertain people and get them to listen each day. Mm -hmm. But there is a big group of people. Now, they listen to this show because we are so damn entertaining that they've (laughs) got to hear what they say. And some people are secretly hoping to hear their names. Hello, politicians. But there are a huge group of people who will simply just not listen no matter what I say when it's in the realm of politics because of my style and and the way I go about things. It's not the substance. It's not the results that I had when I was an elected person. I just accept that when I'm actually getting down to political stuff, Mm -hmm. there's a huge group of people who hate me so much they won't listen. doesn't matter what the message is. That is Trump, right? There's a huge group of people Mm -hmm. who probably agree with Trump on a lot of stuff who just will not listen. I think that's the most ridiculous thing ever. But that is the reality. And if DeSantis can get those people to actually listen, which I think he can, and based on the fact that he took a the ultimate swing state and made it deep red, mm-hmm. then let's give it a shot. He was on Jesse Waters last night. I don't know if you saw it or not, but boy, Jesse was really peppering him with questions, trying to get him to announce. Uh-huh. And he, he even said, there's there's something going on with you and Trump. Anything you want to address here? And he, he just deflected. But I think that announcement will be coming real soon. All right. Remember yesterday. At least in April. He said he wants to get into that legislative session well, down in Florida. Yeah, the, the problem and he's getting- I bet. April is no, when the, we'll no, hear. The problem he's got, Casey, is there's a law that does not allow you to run for president right now while you're the governor. He would have to resign as the governor, so the legislature has to fix that law. So we'll we'll see. All right, I know we got we got to get to hammer, but I want to do these two phone calls. Remember yesterday, okay. Viking guy. Yeah. Remember the guy who called and was just beside himself. Mad that he was branded as Viking guy. We called the guy on January 6th, Viking guy, and he went on the big long thing about how it wasn't a Viking and blah blah blah, and mm-hmm. we were just like, dude. Just what everybody knows him as. We're not actually saying he was a Viking or was dressed as a Viking or whatever. And this guy's a great guy. He listens to the show all the time. But we 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 take no prisoners here. If you call, even if you're our best listener, and you say something stupid, we're going to rip you. And the guy, to his credit, because he is a bright guy, and he does listen to the show, and he's a fan of the show, he called with an apology. Hello, this is anti-Viking guy. <laughs> Calling back a little clarification. Uh for Rob, mostly. Uh, I wasn't upset uh, giving my historical trivia information about Vikings. Uh, Hearing the playback, I could see maybe where it sounded like I was upset. I've always thought I sounded nasally, but I really wasn't upset, <laughs> and I never thought any of you guys there at WIBC or anybody that's described him as Viking guy, I never thought anyone thought he was a Viking. Um, so I just called to clarify that, but I really wasn't upset. Uh, I'm a semi-retired electrician that kind of gets bored out of my mind uh, being retired and uh but i listen to your show every day and 
think I mentioned before that I always learn something. Yeah, yeah, to be fair, he sounded like a very level-headed guy. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah. just giving a history lesson. Yeah, and he called back and he apologized. Three-step process yeah, exactly. right there. Absolutely. Admit your mistake, apologize, <laughs> take corrective gets, action. Wow. Now, the problem is, before he had issued the apology, mm-hmm. there was a listener who called Uh-oh. who was having none of what the anti-Viking guy was throwing down and said, we were actually right. Yeah, look, I don't want to be categorized with that guy who talked about the Viking guy is truly bubble hump, blah, 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 blah. But when you when you guys want to chastise that guy, Colin, and you can look up that the Nordic countries have horned animals, and he mentions caribou and reindeer and moose. Those aren't horned animals. Those are antlered animals. Antlers are bone, horns, modified hair. Again, I'm not trying to be that, that Viking, anti-Viking guy, but you know, when you guys talk about stuff that's wrong, want to make sure you get it right. So when you really chastise these guys who call, you got it right. All right. Well, horned, Kevin, that horned, was on you. Yeah, horned animal guy is right, I guess. <laughs> Would you like to apologize? Uh, no apologies for me. <laughs> oh. Not necessary. Okay. He's uh, not going to take corrective action either. Okay. Hammer is next. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Hammer's in the studio with us. Did we ever get a consensus on what our five Van Halen songs were? I suggested that one, Hot for Teacher. That was a good one. I think that's in the five. Is it? Yeah. Okay. And again, I'm a Van Halen, not a Hagar guy. Mm -hmm. Nigel's Hagar. Mm -hmm. The videos were so much better with David Lee Roth. Mm -hmm. And I know that's not the end all to be all with bands, but Van Halen was an entertainment machine when David Lee Roth was the front man. David Lee Roth was a lead singer. He was entertaining, right? Right. Jump around, do the stuff. Too many egos in the room. I Mm -hmm. get it. You know, the Van Halen brothers... David Lee Roth, you know, he was Dave TV at the time. <laughs> uh, but, man, I just thought the songs were better. Mm-hmm. Well, somebody who was terrible TV yesterday was the IU men's basketball team. Ooh, yeah. I was having a chat with uh, John Herrick in the hallway, uh-huh. who's part of the IU radio network, and the consensus was Iowa won the tip and then elected to beat the hell out of Indiana. <laughs> That's what happened. That game was never close. No, how do you how do you have all that momentum, right? You know, though everybody's behind you. Hey, IU basketball's back. You beat the hell out of Purdue at Purdue, and everybody's at home and they're fired up, and just that's it. There's never such a thing as free money when you're gambling and betting on sports. But it was close with Iowa last night because the signs were there, right? You've got Iowa coming off a very uplifting, miracle comeback where they shot the lights out from three-point yeah. land, and they were down 10 with 48 seconds left, and they won the game. Coach gives the serial killer death stare, greatest comeback in the history of sports. <laughs> there they go. IU, on the other hand, they beat their rival, but they got a couple days of everybody telling them how great they mm-hmm. are. All these podcasts mm-hmm. and ESPN hosts saying they're a dark horse for the Final Four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what happens? Did it go to their heads? 
it's called a trap game. Yeah. And here comes a team that's hungrier than you are. Uh-huh. Iowa trying to play their way in to get a good seed in the tournament. Indiana feeling fat and sassy. And boom, Iowa was getting seven points, I believe, in that game. Wow. And that was free money. Yeah. And to steal a line from Chevy Chase to Rodney Dangerfield and Caddyshack, you're not good. No. You stink. <laughs> you're not good. Hey, uh, speaking of tournaments, you've got something starting today, don't you? Oh, this is exciting. It's a tradition unlike any other. Oh. Biden madness yeah, is back. Okay, great. So two years ago on our program, you know, we wanted to be festive with the month of, mm. month of March. Mm-hmm. So we had Biden madness. We took 16 random sound bites of mm-hmm. Joe Biden mm-hmm. and Every day, two of them would compete head to head, and the listeners would vote on the most ridiculous one to advance. Mm-hmm. So we did that two years ago. Last year, we did COVID hypocrisy madness, yeah. where your favorite politicians showing glaring examples of COVID hypocrisy competed. Mm-hmm. And I believe Dr. Box cut down the nets. Well, Dr. Box gynecologist, yeah. Health, cut down the nets. You remember her? She finger wagged about everybody wearing a mask right after she had not worn a mask at her kid's wedding. You remember Dr. Box gynecologist? She cut down the nets and won. But this year, <laughs> we decided, because we've got basically all new clips uh-huh. from Joe Biden. Oh, wow. He's the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. We've got a field. There's only two returning clips coming back. Oh. The champion, mm. which is you know the thing, and the runner-up, you ain't black. Uh-huh. Those are the only two that came back to the field. I felt it was appropriate to invite them back, mm-hmm. but we've got 14 new clips, and they're going to go head-to-head. Okay. Well, we were having a question earlier in the show, or we asked a question. We were having a conversation about the alcohol that Hoosiers like to drink the most, mm-hmm. and Casey was talking about whatever the preferred celebrity-endorsed alcohol was. It was something with Peyton Manning, right? Sweeten's Cove bourbon. And we were wondering, what happened to the Hammer and Nigel bourbon? Because it sold out in like eight seconds and why did it go away well that's a great question rob and i wish i had an answer for you we would love to do it again it's sold out in one or two days yeah wow basically the pre-sale it's sold out yes if anybody wants to work with us and sell a buttload of bourbon yeah. mm-hmm. we are open for business yeah and i will come there and drink it and just make an ass out of myself <laughs> at, your, at your bar rob's gonna be like shooter and hoosiers that's <laughs> yeah, okay he's just an assistant coach uh what's coming up this afternoon we got tony kennett we have got Stephanie Mead. We've got Richard Essex and Biden Madness. Yeah. Thanks, Hammer. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.